0: Welcome everybody to another edition of Draft 412's podcast. Tonight we are uh extremely excited to have a, a an ally and a special guest in, in Jeff Hartman. He is with Steel Curtain Network. Jeff, welcome to Draft 412. And are you ready to go on the clock?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. I, I'm excited to be here. Uh obviously, you all are part of the Fans for Sports Network, and that's that's my neighborhood, so to speak. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this.
0: Excellent, man. Well, look, I, I want to introduce. you. I know you haven't had a chance to meet him yet. This is our editor in chief, JT, who real name is John Toff. Uh, so, John, Jeff, here you go, connected. I do, man. So, hey, what, it's nice to meet it, you. Nice to meet you. You know, Jeff, we've got a start of the football season tonight uh, with with the Chiefs uh, and the Detroit Lions, and everybody's expecting a lot from the Lions, which means that we're going to talk about the Steelers tonight. Sure. Steelers are hosting the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday um, and there's plenty of storylines going into this. I, from the Steelers perspective though, one of the biggest is obviously draft related. The Steelers went out in the offseason, traded up to get Broderick Jones to play left tackle and be that staple on the left side of the line for Kenny Pickett. Um, how do you see the battle for that starting left tackle position playing out uh, for the Steelers? It's going to be more short term, More Jones longer term, is it going to be something we're not going to expect? Uh, What are you hearing and what are you thinking?
2: I I think that it is – It Broader Jones is not in the short-term plans unless there's an injury or Dan Moore turns into a turnstile. If those two things don't happen, I think that the Steelers are fine, and I personally am fine with them also taking a let's give the kid – the experience he needs, the tutelage he needs from the coaching staff and get him acclimated to the professional game. And then next year, that's when the Steelers would have a serious question as to Chooksukorafor's contract, moving maybe Dan Moore to right tackle. Could he be a long-term fixture there? Early results haven't been positive in terms of his time on the right side, and that's just not this preseason, but dating back to his rookie year. Uh, broader Jones is a little rough around the edges. I thought that coming out of the draft anyways, I thought he needed some, some time, especially in pass protection. So I wasn't shocked that he's not starting and I'm not also concerned that he's not starting either. I know a lot of Steelers fans saying that, oh, he, they traded up. They, he should be starting day one. He's also protecting your quarterback's blind side. That matters too. So, uh, for me, I'm, I'm fine with Dan Moore being that guy, at least in the short term. And if he doesn't play well, they have an answer or at least another option in broader Jones.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Jones clearly has the talent. He's a guy that will be a starter, a fixture in this league. But like you said, there's no reason to rush him along. And while he is protecting the backside of, of Kenny Pickett, Dan Moore is doing a better job at it right now. And so he's just got to kind of grow into it. So I'm glad to hear that you agree. JT, what's your question for Jeff?
1: Jeff, uh, let's talk about the uh, second round pick who everybody thought was going to be our first round pick, but we ended <laughs> up getting them with the the first pick of the second round. Do you think? Um, do you think you, you feel the same way about Porter? Do you think he just plays a reserve role most of the year, or do you think that he um, finds his way into the starting spot uh, sooner than later?
2: It's funny because I think picks in rounds two, three, and four are going to play way more than the pick in round one. Um, When you talk about Joey Porter and Keanu Benton, and then obviously you're talking about Darnell Washington and Nick Herbig, but specifically Joey Porter Jr. I think they have a plan for him, and I was kind of shocked. I I was disappointed that he got a little banged up. I'm not sure if the injury was a hamstring, I think I read, um, or something that he, he had to sit out that first preseason game and Maybe that kind of slowed the the plan and the development, but I think that they have a plan, not maybe so much for Joey Porter Jr., but for Patrick Peterson and to move him around. But they can't do that unless Joey Porter Jr. is trustworthy on the outside. And if they are going to play that man press coverage, which is what he excels at, he uses his length, he uses his strength and his size, it would just be the perfect fit if he doesn't have to play all the time. But in certain sub packages, he is on the field. He is making an impact. People forget that there were a lot of draft scouts, uh, analysts, whatever that had him as the highest, or if not the highest, the second highest rated cornerback in the class last year, which is a really deep cornerback class. So I think some people are kind of down on him based on the fact that he fell to 32. He's still a really good football player. And so I hope that they get him out there. I think they're He's going to see some significant reps on Sunday against San Francisco. And I love nothing more than for him to get a couple interceptions early in the season to shut up the critics about he can't catch the football out of Penn State. So, uh yeah, I think he's going to play a role. I think it's going to be significant.
1: On the a second half of that. What do you do you like Levi Wallace? You a, you a Levi Wallace fan or
2: I wouldn't say I I'm, I'm kind of neutral. It it does shock you when you look at his interception numbers last year. Like, oh my gosh, how did he end up with that many interceptions? Was, was I asleep or in a coma last year? Like, I don't understand. Uh, he, but he did. He had a great year. He was banged up at the same time. He's healthy this year. I know that. Uh, man, he, he can play, I and mean, he 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 reminds me of Deshae Townsend. If I'm trying to give a comp, like that's the the comp. I remember when Deshae was in the secondary? he was never flashy. He never did anything spectacular. He just kind of always did his job. It just happens to be that they're both from Alabama and, you know, about the same size and length. But still, I like Levi Wallace. I think he's a good player. Uh, They obviously had to pick between him and Akella Witherspoon. I thought they made the correct decision there. Um, I, I, I like Levi Wallace. I like Joey Porter Jr. and Patrick Peterson making up your your three main cornerbacks that are not could potentially play outside. You know, I said this to Joe the other night when I was on his other podcast, man, I wish Corey Trice was still healthy. If he was there, boy, would that depth be solid? Unfortunately, he's not. And they're going to have to mix and match their way with Elijah Riley and Shannon Sullivan and now Desmond King. But I like the room. I I do. I I think he's I think Levi Wallace is a good veteran player. That's what they need.
0: Before I ask my next question, I'll just follow up on that one. I do like the Desmond King signing. Uh, yeah. I think that that's an underrated signing. There's a guy that's has been a staple starter in the league an all pro in the league. Sure, he's getting a little long in the tooth, but you know the guy is a veteran presence that will be helpful in that room. And you know, I'm excited to see him as as a stealer. I think that uh, Omar konstein. A really good job of, of you know, kind of rebuilding and reshaping that cornerback spot. And speaking of Omar Khan, you know, Steelers made some changes in the front office this year with the retirement of Colbert and Khan kind of taking over. But how long do you see Mike Tomlin coaching? And are you ever see, do you ever see him on the hot seat if you can't get them back to a consistent playoff team? I know he's got this you know, winning season thing, but that's not the Steeler way. The Steeler way is Super Bowls are bust. Uh, you know, do you, do you see him, you know, kind of choosing is self-selecting and, and moving on like Colbert did, or do you see him ever really hitting a Steeler hot seat?
2: Uh, no, I, I don't think that the hot seat is a thing with, with Tomlin person. I like Mike Tomlin. You know, I know there's a large portion of the fan base that doesn't like him. They call him mediocre Mike because he, he doesn't, but, the narrative that, that they cling to is that non-losing season. You know, I mean, they call him mediocre Mike, and I, I've never been the name-calling guy. Hey, he's a good coach. And I always say the same thing to those people that want him fired. Who would you want that's better? I mean, then the, seriously, there's that is a very short list of coaches that even would potentially be better than Mike Tomlin. I, I don't think the Roonies operate that way. I think Mike Tomlin will have the door open to him as long as he wants it. And there was a lot of to-do about him not getting a contract extension done this past offseason. Nonetheless, I think it's going to get done. And I don't know how many more years he wants to coach. Uh, it is pretty interesting when you talk to people inside the room how he's still one of the most energetic people in that building. He still loves his job. I don't think that – I've always said he'd be great on television, but he has stated publicly that he doesn't want to do television. I, I don't know. I, I could see Mike Tomlin maybe doing – another four or five years and then saying, okay, I I think I'm done. I'm going to move on as Chuck would say with my life's work. And then they have to hire another coach. So that that, I, I like Mike Tomlin. I'm not going to apologize about that.
1: (laughs) I'm actually uh, on the same boat as you. I, I usually spend my, uh, what is it like January, February arguing with my buddies on Facebook about, (laughs) let's say let's get rid of Tomlin. I, I say the same thing you do. I say, who do you get? and their, their answer is anybody anybody's better and i'm like okay yeah, yeah ask, ask cleveland that ask the jets yeah. that ask you know and I, I agree with you on that um the steelers schedule this year um it's a third place schedule i'm not a guy that believes in like first place second place schedule third place schedule because of how teams change so fast now with the off season and you know a team that's a team that was a third place team last year could have a great draft and a couple free agents but Do you think this is the year the Steelers start to really um, climb back into the into the playoff form like, you know, where they're 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 not playing the last weekend of the year just to get in the playoffs. You think they're more of a substantial team that that, uh, you know, maybe I I think we said before in our podcast, maybe maybe an 11 win team this year. I think I think 11 wins
2: is is attainable. Um, I don't think it's the ceiling, believe it or not. I think that. 12 or 13 is the absolute ceiling. We're talking about everything's going their way. The ball's bouncing their way. They're winning games. They probably shouldn't. I'd say that the ceiling is like 13 wins. And then the floor, I think this year is probably nine, nine and eight. Cause when you talk about the schedule, yes, it's a third place schedule. But when I look at like that overarching equation and not how they build the schedule, but okay, the Steelers are playing a third place schedule. So they don't have the Buffaloes, the Kansas cities on their schedule. That, that is important to me. They have a rookie quarterback, rookie contract at that position. They're able to spend some more money. They have more leverage in that respect. They're able to build out their roster. It's Th- starting to shape up into a team that could be a legitimate contender. Is it going to be this year? I'm not going to guarantee that. Any realistic Steeler fans not going to guarantee that. But are they going to be better? Yeah, you better believe they're going to be better. And I think that the schedule is a little bit softer I think this week one game is going to be the toughest game on their schedule. And that's including the two games against, uh, division opponents. Uh, I I think that this is the toughest matchup for them. And I'm glad it's in week one because I think there's an element of surprise for the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, but no, I, I, I think that 11 wins is very realistic and there might be people that laugh at you and say, you're nuts. I just think that this team has been building last two seasons ever or especially since Ben Roethlisberger's departure and retirement. And now that they have Kenny Pickett in place, I love the young offensive roster. The defense is might have some growing pains early in the season, but I like what they've done at inside linebacker, the revamped secondary. Just want to win a ring for cam. That's all I got to (laughs) say.
0: So speaking of winning rings, uh, the Steelers are going to have to go through a pretty tough division. Right. Yeah. Uh how do you see the Steelers division stacking up? I mean, you've got a much improved Browns team, at least from a paper perspective. Bengals seem to be uh the cream of the crop. And then of course, um, Baltimore's always always competitive. I mean, do you where do you see the Steelers fitting in the standings at the end of the season?
2: I could see I'll be honest, I could see three teams from the North making the postseason. Uh that that's just the way it's shaping up, unless it is they literally kill each other and then there's not no one left there's only one person standing or who's the
0: odd team out in your oh, scenario it's the cleveland there's a it Baltimore. cleveland
2: D- deshaun i'm sorry deshaun okay. watson i think he's i think he's done i think he's washed i think he is a, a guy that is you know it's funny everyone shares these videos on social media of training camp right and i see him all over my twitter feed of Deshaun Watson thrown to someone that's not being guarded in shorts. And they're like, look at that throw. But once they, I see some 11 on 11 stuff, some of the throws this guy's making are just atrocious. I mean, they are some of the worst throws I've ever seen in my life. I don't think he's back. I don't think he ever will be back. I think the Cleveland Browns have made just another Cleveland Browns move and they're going to have to eat that contract at some point, And it's going to be an absolute nightmare for them. I'm here for it. I really am. Uh, the whole league hated them for that contract. I'm here for them dealing with the repercussions. I think Cleveland's a team on, on the way out because I think Baltimore with this new offense, everyone's like, Oh, Lamar can't throw it. Lamar can throw it. Go back to when he played at Louisville. He can spread them out. He can throw the football. And then when you add in the running game, they can be dangerous. If they can stay healthy, we're talking with their weapons on the outside. Don't let's not forget J.K. Dobbins is a really good running back. I mean, they are a good team. They are still a good football team. I have more questions about their defense than I do their offenses here. In Cincinnati, I think they continue to strengthen their schedule until they give Joe Burrow the contract that he's waiting for. That uh, They're, they're going to have some flexibility, but
1: I think that contract's coming up sooner than later. There's a team playing here in the next, about, 45 minutes, uh, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. Can anybody in the, in the AFC... Hand handle the Chiefs? Do you think? I mean, do you think there's a team out there that uh, matches up well with the Chiefs, with Mahomes, with Kelsey? Um, what do you think? You think there's there's a team out there that can compete with them and give them a yeah. give them a run for their money?
2: I I think so. And uh, you know, he, I always feel like this. Andy Reid's a great coach, and Patrick Mahomes a phenomenal quarterback. But even when you look back at the most successful quarterback coach tandem in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. There were times when the, the league caught up with them and, and they didn't have those years and and they were always in it. And I think that's going to be the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean they always win it. I feel like they've they they keep losing pieces, whether it's Tyreek Hill is gone. They just lost Orlando Brown uh Jr. to Cincinnati in free agency. Uh, they've got the holdout of uh, I think it's Chris Jones on the defensive front. Um, Travis Kelsey is not going to be playing tonight due to a hyperextended knee. You have to wonder how many times are they going to be able to withstand these losses. And that's what happens. I mean, we saw with the Steelers when Ben Roethlisberger, you know, post-Killer B era, when his salary was so inflated, they didn't have enough money to go out and get quality pieces of their puzzle to help finish it. And so there was always one player away. You know, you think of 2017, 13 and three year offenses dynamics, Ryan Shazier goes down and they're screwed. And they just didn't have that depth. And that's because they couldn't afford it. They didn't have the money, the funds to do so. I think the Chiefs are, they are maybe the cream of the crop, but it's not like they are front runners by a long shot. It's not as if no one can catch them. There were a couple of years ago when, yeah, the Chiefs were that team. It's like, man, I don't know if anyone can beat these guys. I think they are, I think they're beatable. I think you're going to see them lose some games. I could see them losing. A division game to the chargers i could see them losing to the buffalo bills uh, if i don't know if they play the new york jets but the new york jets i think are gonna be a lot better than people think as well but there's some teams miami's another team that would match up well against them i think the afc is stacked and i think that the chiefs are a team that yeah you have to wonder at what point is the league going to kind of catch up and where is that 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 line of demarcation i don't think it's as far off as people think
0: Well, you stole my question, but I'm going to ask it anyway in a different way. Uh, So let's assume for a second it's not the Chiefs. Who is it? And what is your Super Bowl prediction, AFC versus NFC here?
2: So who do I think will be the representative for the AFC? Yep. Uh. And the
0: NFC. Yeah. Who's your Super Bowl prediction? And you're not allowed to use the Chiefs anymore.
2: No, that's correct. Uh, see, there's a part of me wants to go Buffalo, but I just there's something about the Bills that I just don't believe in. I, I don't know what it is. It's either something about them that just it just it feels like a choke artist. That's what it feels like. So I'm not going to go with that road. I I, would, I could actually see the team they're putting in Miami shocking a lot of people. They've got if they can stay healthy with Tua, they've got a ton of speed in Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. The defense is improving. Um, if I'm not going to go in a Homer route and say Pittsburgh, I would think that the game in week one, that not many people that I've heard are talking about could be really compelling a game between two AFC teams that could be vying for an AFC championship game. And that would be Miami and the LA chargers. Um, I really like what LA's done as well. And I love Justin Herbert. He's one of my favorite young quarterbacks in the league. So we'll go with, uh, we'll go with Miami just for fun to pick a different team. And then on the NFC side, I think it's going to be the team the Steelers are actually playing on Sunday. Uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers, and you think about Nick Bosa's contract that they just got They are in win now mode. It was a good deal to get them done. It's going to come back and they're going to have to cut some players, but I love Javon Hargrave there now to bolster the defensive front. That defense is ridiculous. And the offense with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I'll go with the
1: 49ers. But well, you sort of did a nice segue for, for this next question. Um, do you think Kenny Pickett, a young quarterback, is he the real deal? Does he does he grow into the franchise quarterback, or is he just a a guy that plays his five six years here and goes on? Or do you think he becomes the next guy that's here for uh, double digit years and becomes the face of the franchise?
2: Hell, I think he's already the face of the franchise, but I think also I think he is the real deal, and I think he is a guy that they're going to want to keep around, and I think that people throw around terms like franchise quarterback a lot. Rightfully so, like it's a talking point, it's a narrative. What does that look like? It's different for every team. You know, people talk about the elite level quarterbacks, right? I think of Aaron Rodgers. He was one of the best the best to play the position. The dudes only won one Super Bowl. Compared that to some other guys who were more system quarterbacks and have won multiple Super Bowls. So in terms of how I view Kenny Pickett in terms of the Steelers' future. I see him as a, as a quarterback that could really develop into a really solid, but maybe in the back end of that top tier, top tier two, that's still capable of winning a super bowl. You don't need to have the Aaron Rodgers quarterback to win it all. You need the team. And that's been illustrated time and time again, whether you're talking about Tom Brady in new England, Tom Brady always had a good defense, a great coach, They cheated. That's beside the point, but still like they had, you understand what I'm saying that you can build around a really good, even if it's not great quarterback. I think that's what the Steelers are doing. And I think they do have their guy. I don't think they're going to be in any rush to make any, declare, like, you know, huge decision about this right now. I, I think they like Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett. I think he is the guy. Yeah.
1: I think you so made one a, last
2: question before we. Oh, go ahead, JT. I,
1: know, I just I just wanted to say I think you made a good point about New England because um, for most of them years that they were winning Super Bowls, they really didn't have what you would call top-notch weapons. I mean, they had right. you know like a Wes Welker. They had uh, decent running backs. They 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 use these guys that once they left New England, they never really did anything in the NFL again. But they 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 made it work. Um, besides like guys like Gronk. Gronk was a was a great weapon, but I For sure. I I agree with you. Like a guy like Brady, never really had. He never had Tyree Kill. Like a guy like that, he had Randy Moss some couple years. That, that was like a, that was like an off an off year. But he actually and they had didn't it win somehow. it
2: when he had Randy Moss. They That's never won true. it. Yeah, it was an aberration. Right. They made it and lost to the the Giants. So something to consider. Yeah.
0: So Jeff, before we wrap up, one last question: Which one player are you most excited to see? The Steeler, you know, offense, defense, special teams, wherever. What one player are you most excited to watch their progression this year?
2: Ah, oh man, I'm 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 an offensive guy. Uh, I'm a quarterback guy. Yeah, you know, I was a huge, big Ben Roethlisberger fan. I'm I'm really excited to see Kenny Pickett, and I, I want to see the preseason not just be an aberration, but the beginning of what we are going to call the norm moving forward, and that is a quarterback that is confident. That is in control, that is capable, all those things, all those, you know, we all talk about that the it factor, the he's clutch, you know, he's got that gene in him. Well, we saw that last year. I want to see the rest of the development. That's who I'm excited to see. And I know that might be low hanging fruit in terms of that selection, but i that's I, the I'm honest really, answer, right? So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Shane Pickett. That's who I want to see. I, <laughs> well, Jeff, thanks for being
0: on draft 412. Um tell everybody where they can reach you. And I, I know you mentioned FFSN before feel free yeah. to mention them again.
2: Sure. So I am the network director at fans for sports network. You can check us out at fans for I am also the, the main lead guy at steel curtain network. You can check out our podcast anywhere where you get your podcast just by searching Steelers. And we're one of the top feeds that shows up. Uh, you can hear my Let's Ride podcast, which is my solo podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, as well as our written content. I'm also the editor of that website, steelcurtainnetwork.com. Get all the latest commentary, news, et cetera, right there at one spot, steelcurtainnetwork.com. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Our pleasure, my friend. Thanks again for, for being on Draft412. We'll see you next time. Great Thanks. meeting you, Jeff.